Welcome to Nation of Storytellers. This time, we welcome Raymond in for a chat. I met Raymond through the Ivy Trust in Dublin's Liberties, although that was just one of the many places that Raymond has called home throughout his life. My name is Raymond O'Byrne. Um, I'm 68. I live in mine house in uh, the Ivy Trust. Been here for eight, eight or nine years. Okay, a brief history of my life. I, I, I was brought up in England. Um, I worked in insurance and hotel. I worked in the um, Savoy Hotel, uh, stock taker. I came back to Ireland when I was 24. Um, got a job. Uh, my brother was working for international meat producers, or Irish meat producers. Worked there for a number of years, then went off to Greece, ended up in Germany, ended up back in London, uh, and then ended up back in Ireland and um, tried to get into acting. Um, I did not have a great deal of success, unfortunately, but I footed around for about 13 or 14 years and I wasn't getting anywhere, and then I was offered a full-time job, and I went, oh, money, money. Have a chance to earn money. <laughs> I just thought it was always nice, you know. So uh, pretty well stopped after that. And then uh, my brother, Seamus, had an idea. He saw some programme about uh, the astrology shop in London, and he said to his friend, uh, is there any astrology in Ireland? And his friend said, no idea. So anyway, he, rented a, he rented a shop on Parliament Street and he called me and he said, uh, I'm going into business on Parliament Street. Uh, I want you to manage the place. I, said, I assumed it was a hardware store because I'd, I'd got a few bob from, I think, crashing my motorbike a few years earlier and uh, I wanted his assistance at, like to open a hardware store quite why I don't know but and he toyed with the idea then he said no I don't think it's a good idea so I thought it was going to be a hardware store and it wasn't it's going to be an astrology shop I said what 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 do you know about astrology he said nothing and I know nothing about it. well we'll just have to learn won't we said, okay fair enough <laughs> so we learned anyway I ran the astrology shop the house of astrology it was called on parliament street for 13 years um, first year or so was pretty poor and the last year or so was pretty poor but the middle 10 years or so was pretty good um, but I got a bit stressed out towards the end I had a minor stroke a couple of years before and then and I said no I can't no I'm, I'm getting stressed out again I don't I don't want to uh, I need I need to get out of here so anyway I did and I said I'll chill out for about six months and uh, chill out, and uh, then I get another job. Now, bear in mind, I'm, I'm about 55 or 56 at that point. Uh, started looking for another job. <laughs> I couldn't get another job. I was clearly too old. Well, probably well, part, partly unqualified for anything. Uh except life experience, but uh, no formal qualifications and uh, too old. So 
I went back, I went to doing extra work on movies and Delights at Fair City and, you know, Michael Collins, the boxer, you know, I did extra stuff on that, which uh, was always a little extra source of income. If, if I got three or four days in a month, that was 240 quid extra in a month, which was always handy. My parents, my father was a Dubliner with Wicklow antecedents, the name O'Byrne, obviously. Um, my mother was from Cavan. They met when uh, he was he was in the army during the emergency, as it was called, and uh, he was on border patrol. And as I say, he was based up in, I think, Cavan uh, barracks, the Cavan town barracks. But he knew some friend in the town of Shercock, uh, who and the people; those people knew. My family, my mother's family. Uh, so he met my mother. Now, I be- apparently, he met my mother in mid December, and they married six weeks later at the end of January in 1942. And uh, now I've, I have one, two, three, four, five siblings older than me. Um, Una was the eldest. Sadly, she died. She was 13. She was diabetic. And then I had one brother younger than me. It was Mark. He was eight years younger than me. Um, anyway, they met. And um, anyway, sometime in 1953, a few, about six weeks, I think, before I was born, uh, my father got a job up in Courtummer, which is the small little town or village across the Shannon from Carrick and Shannon. So it's actually in Roscommon, not in Leitrim. So we moved up six weeks before I was born. Well, I was actually born in Courtummer. And um, when Una died, I was about, I was coming on to four when Una died. And uh, it devastated my family. Now I was I was too young to appreciate it, you know. And my father was totally heartbroken. And uh, he said, "No, I've got to get out of here." So he moved off to England. No, he didn't abandon my mother. <laughs> but he went off to England anyway. And he was there six months. But my mother, uh, my mother was an attractive woman. Um, and of course, the little, little bastards. So, look at the old fellas. The old fellas around the area. So, this pretty woman. The husband is gone. There's five kids. And <laughs> now, I, I, I get, I get the story mixed up that my my sisters tell me. Um, a few people came. Up. Well, one guy, one guy particularly said, uh, "I take you on." I'll keep that little bastard, but get rid of the others. His mother go, would you ever? So she said, I've got to get out of here, you know. <laughs> so eventually she got to England and uh, we lived in uh, Cheshire. 
originally in an old house, old farmhouse on a marsh by the River Dee. Went to primary school there. And uh, then Brother Louis came into the primary school when I was about 10 or 11 and talked about preaching the good, preaching, blah, blah, blah. And I showed pictures of the boarding school down in Shropshire. I was totally enamoured by the boarding school. I wasn't particularly interested in being a brother now, to be honest. Uh, but off I went. So I spent three years there. And it was great. I mean, it was an old mansion uh, owned by some, or had been owned by some uh, railway pioneer, railway builder, in the, obviously in the 19th century. Um, 72 acres of land. A uh, an artificial lake which you could swim in, uh, room for cricket and cricket. We did cricket back then, room for cricket and football and whatever. I loved it. <laughs> I didn't learn anything because it was thick, thick as two short planks. Um, so anyway, they, uh, they 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 put up with me for three years, and then they said, "I go. Would you go? Would you go away?" So I came back home. When the new term started, we fired the father said, and, when, and when's your starting time? I haven't received any letter. And I said, oh, uh, I'd had a letter to give to my father to say I, was, I wasn't I was expelled. Right now. It was just the term was advised to leave. I mean, they knew that I was not going to make it, you know, because I was supposed to become a teacher. You know, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, but, oh, uh, forgot to tell you, forgot to tell you. Uh, uh, so I told him beginning beginning of September, and of course he was. I think he was mildly amused. Now he was, it, it could be slightly narky, my father, but uh, he didn't go mad. Actually, it was interesting, you know. But he said, "Well, okay, well." I said, "Oh, I want to go. I, I want to get a dog." He said, "Well, no, you can't. You can't. You're too young." Uh, I was just hitting sixteen, about to hit sixteen. Uh, he said, no, you're going over to Railton. And he sent me to my aunt's school, which was uh, founded by my grandfather. And I, I did, uh, I, I came to love my aunts and all of my aunts very much. But uh, the year there, I, and I was living with them, by the way, I was living with them, uh, as well as other cousins who were their nieces and nephews as well, you know. Uh, I mean, the, the place took, Everybody in. They, took, they really did. They educated all of the O'Byrne family, you know, at one stage or another, you know. When I was in England, I was always regarded as Irish. Even though I'd been in England from the age of four, I was always Irish, you know. Come back to Ireland, of course. My cousins would me, the little bastards. You little, you little Englishman. You little, oh, here's the little Englishman. Here, I'm not English. I'm not English. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> oh, they infuriated me. Um, and um, I don't know when I, well, I don't know. I don't know what accent I, I had. Well, I had my Irish accent when I was in England, obviously. When I came back to Ireland, again, there was the little Englishman. Now, because 
when you have an out dub, say, oh, little bleeding Englishman, you know, your accent, you know, I'm never going to talk like you anyway, and that's for sure. Uh, oh, actually, that's what happened in England. Uh, first guy I met who became my best friend at, at, at primary school, Eddie Ashington. We both started the same day at four or five in St. Winifred's. And he said, now, as I said, we're nesting, we're, we're 15 miles from Liverpool, right? So, Scousish accents. Said, hey, my name's Eddie. Uh, what's your name? I said, my name's Raymond. Says, you've got a funny accent. And I thought to myself, I'm never going to have an accent like him. So I never picked up a Scouse accent. Whatever, my accent, I seem to retain my accent without making a huge effort, but I just seem to retain my huge accent. The acting, well, okay, well, the acting... Uh, started in London. I was in a amateur drama group, a musical group, and that was great fun. Uh, we were in the Holloway area of uh, London. Um, <laughs> Andy uh, threw me out <laughs> after about two years. Andy threw me out of the group. <laughs> For fight, for fighting, <laughs> I'd be I'd been going with a girl, and uh, it was only casual, and we'd split up. But then she was going out. She was going out. This other guy joined the the theatre group. She was in the theatre group. This other guy joined the theatre group, and uh, he was a bodybuilder, big stocky guy. Now, obviously, you look at me, and I'm not a big stocky guy, and. Uh, I don't think I was jealous, but I was kind of a bit peed off that she picked up another guy so quickly. <laughs> and uh, we were having a meeting in a pub. Um, in fact, it was outside the pub. It was on the Seven Sisters Road, uh, which is a big road uh, in North London. And... Uh, I don't, I have no idea what happened, but we ended up we were talking one another, and I, 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 I was needling him, uh, just for the, I was taking the Mickey as far as I was concerned, but I, I just, I looked in his eye and I said, "That guy's going to punch me, and if he punches me, I'm going to go into the middle of the Seven Sisters Road." Now, he probably wasn't going to, by the way, but I went, <laughs> just punched him in the face, and he went down like a sack of bricks. Of course, he was, you know, I'd say he was 5'10 or 5'11 and built like a tank. Now, of course, what I, had, I hadn't realized that what I thought was a quiet conversation we were having, all the rest of the group were agog with what was going on, you know? So. And Andy was, Andy was disgusted at our behaviour, <laughs> so so he sacked us. <laughs> so anyway, at that point, I uh, left the flatters in in uh, in in London off Holloway Road, and my sister was living in Knapsbury, which is about thirty miles up north near St Albans. 
and I stayed with her. And then I had an argument with my boss. Uh, I was working in an insurance company. Had an argument with him, so I walked out. And oh, I, I, yeah, I, I bought, I bought uh, tickets for the ferry, a ticket for a ferry to come back. My mum, in the meantime, had retired, and uh, my brother Seamus had persuaded her to buy a house because she was on her own up in Neston. She said, oh, buy a house up, up in Crumley, and you'll, you'll be near your sister-in-law, and I can come and visit, and we all go up and visit. So, um, so I decided to come home for Easter weekend. Uh, I wasn't doing anything, so I said, fine. My mother was in a state... Chassis, basically, you know. I mean, she was perfectly well off for money, but she was worrying about money. Do you know what I mean? It was just, she was getting old. She was hitting hitting seventy, I suppose. Um, but she was still fresh and whatever. But no, she she became a warrior. So I said, "Look, I'll stay on for a while." Anyway, that was <laughs> that's uh, whatever. 60, 40, 45 years later, I'm still here. Longest bank holiday weekend ever. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the podcast so far, please subscribe and share wherever you can. If you'd like to take part or if you have any feedback, you can email contact at nationalstorytellers.ie or find the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. See you next time and may there never be a rattle in your skillet.